Official figures released in January reveal that there has been a 165% increase in homelessness since the Tories took power in 2010. But charities claim that the number is much higher. I'm Natasha Livingston, the podcast's editor, and to find out why homelessness has increased so drastically, I spoke to... Ruth Ehrlich, I work as a policy officer in Shelter's policy team. Um, Prior to that, I was working in Shelter's frontline services, um, helping people who were facing bad housing or homelessness. Here now with more news, debate and opinion. It's important to note that while rough sleeping is one of the worst and most visible manifestations of our housing emergency, it's really only the tip of the iceberg. Um, For every homeless person who's actually recorded as sleeping rough, we believe there are more than 50 others who are hidden from view in temporary accommodation. Um, Our analysis of these official figures show that more than 320,000 people in Britain are homeless, and that includes 123,000 children. So from the mother who's sleeping in a terrible, run-down, tiny room in a hospital with her children to a terrified young man who's huddling in a doorway, decades of failure to invest in social homes, as well as cuts to welfare and then really expensive private rents have left us facing a crisis of kind of epic proportions. Um, And the only way to end homelessness really in the long term is to ensure there are enough safe, secure homes that people can afford to live in. In terms of the discrepancy over the figure of the rise of 165% since 2010, um, I mean, that figure alone is completely shocking. And when you consider that it's an underestimate, it's even more horrifying. Um, The reason for the discrepancy, um, we believe, is that the accuracy of the government rough sleeping data relies on the local knowledge of council staff who are carrying out the annual count. Um, But we know from research and from our own frontline services that women and ethnic minority individuals are more likely to be hidden from view, from fear of being attacked. Um, So they're more likely to kind of avoid the local authority count just because workers don't see them when they're walking around. Um, For example, some people might be spending the night on the bus or just generally hidden from view. So you've talked a bit there about people being hidden from view. Could you explain a bit about the hidden homeless and why this is so prevalent? Yeah, so hidden homelessness, when we're talking about hidden homelessness, we're talking about people who might be sofa surfing, um, might be living in hostels, or who've applied as homeless to the local authority and are living in temporary accommodation. So that can really, that counts for huge numbers of people. Um, And they too are homeless. They might have a roof over their heads, but it's not safe, it's not secure, and um, they they are counted as homeless. But the cause for the rise in homelessness, so again, Um, As we talked about, it's kind of a perfect storm of really high rents in the private rented sector, um, combined with welfare cuts, so housing benefit doesn't cover rents, um, and then a kind of drastic lack of social housing, and that's just left more and more families facing homelessness. And the result of that, of course, is that cash-strapped councils are then spending loads of money on unstable and sometimes completely unsuitable temporary accommodation. And how has government policy dealt with homelessness in the past? So there have been various policies that have tackled homelessness. Um, Over the years, there have been specific policies that give local authorities duties to rehouse some groups of people who are homeless. Um, And that kind of is talking about vulnerability and what's called priority need. Um, The recent Homelessness Reduction Act gave local authorities a duty to prevent homelessness, and that's regardless of your so-called priority need or vulnerability. 
Um, but for decades, these policies have really been undermined by the lack of social housing, because there's no point in giving local authorities a duty to rehouse people if there aren't enough affordable and secure homes for them to live in. Um, shockingly, social housing supply has declined to a tiny trickle. Um, last year, 6,000 new homes were delivered. Um, and we need this to change. We're calling for 3.1 million more social homes over the next 20 years because we won't end homelessness without them. What are the demographics of people sleeping rough or who are homeless? Is it a particular problem of one region or an age group or is the problem universal across the UK? Well, we know street homelessness is a problem, particularly in urban areas and cities, um, but really it's visible across the country. Um, the government's rough sleeping data shows that 83% of people who are found sleeping rough, rough are men, um, and then around 14% are women. Gender for the remaining 3% is unknown. Um, and although more men appear to experience street homelessness, um, the government's recent rough sleeping strategy found that women who sleep rough are more likely to have specific support needs, such as mental ill health, and also more likely to experience trauma, such as domestic abuse. So even though it's concentrated in some urban areas, it is a pressing problem across the UK? Absolutely. And I think it's very visible and people are aware of the sort of increase in homelessness just because they can see rough sleepers around town and, and all over, really. Even though seeing rough sleepers raises public attention, it is true that general public discussion about the issue peaks at Christmas. Yeah. Um, as, as a charity, how do you keep people focused on the issue? Um, yeah, you're absolutely right that the public's interest in homelessness is really high at Christmas. Um, and as a result, we run a really big campaign at that time of year to highlight the issue. Um, but we certainly don't stop working on January 1st. Um, you know, our frontline services, which are running every day um, to campaigning work and then responding to government announcements. Some work that we're doing at the moment, um, we're campaigning to end DSS discrimination by private landlords. So that's um, discriminating against people who are receiving benefits. Um, we've recently given evidence to the government and we are giving evidence on um, the impact of the Homelessness Reduction Act. And then since um, April 2016, we've been piloting a housing first service in Manchester, which helps entrench rough sleepers into their own accommodation. So our work is kind of extremely broad. There are many social issues in Britain that have been pushed to the sidelines because a lot of political attention is being directed towards Brexit. Do you believe that that is the case with homelessness? So... Housing and homelessness are still key issues in domestic policy. Um, I think that that's particularly clear this week um, with the announcement that the government's planning to abolish Section 21 or so-called no-fault evictions. Um, I think that really demonstrates that people are aware how important the housing emergency is. What, um, what are no-fault no evictions? So currently, people who are living in the private rented sector um, can be evicted for doing absolutely nothing wrong. So it's at the whim of the landlord. Um, once you're out of your kind of fixed term period, which could be as little as six months, the landlord can serve you with a Section 21 notice, which gives you eight weeks notice to leave the property. Um, and it's the leading cause of homelessness. Section 21 evictions are the leading cause of homelessness in the UK. Um, so for the government to announce quite a bold plan just to abolish Section 21, I think shows that um, they are aware that 
housing and homelessness is a completely crucial issue at the moment, regardless of what's going on with Brexit. Um, and that's not the only thing that's happened in housing and homelessness recently. So we've had a few signs of progress. Um, so we've talked about the Homelessness Reduction Act, but also the Fitness for Human Habitation Act, which um, is about kind of the conditions of property, rented properties, making sure they're fit for people to live in. And also the ban on letting agent fees, which is coming in in June, um, which should take away some of the kind of enormous costs that people face when they're having to, when they have to leave their private rental accommodation and find something new. Um, but regardless of Brexit, I mean, you're right, like, we need to keep focused on housing. And what we really need to see is, is the action on getting more social homes built um, and for housing benefit to be unfrozen and increased so that it actually covers the cost of private rents and people can just live in the private rented sector. Bearing these reforms in mind, does this mean you're optimistic about the reduction of homelessness in the UK? There's no doubt that we are in the middle of a housing emergency um, and rising homelessness is a clear sign of that. I mean, obviously, that we, we want to have hope and we believe that we can turn the tide in this crisis. We won't stop fighting bad housing and homelessness until everyone has access to a safe and secure and affordable home. But we won't stop calling on the government to build more social homes. Our vision for 3.1 million new social homes over the next 20 years would offer the chance of a stable home to millions of people, um, really providing the security that is currently so desperately lacking, and then also helping young families trying to just get on um, and save for their future. And often people are confused how to help uh, the homeless or rough sleepers, whether to offer money, food or donate to charity. Uh, what should we do if we want to help? So the best thing to do if you're concerned about someone who's sleeping rough, who's on the streets, um, is to tell our friends at Streetlink. Their website is www.streetlink.org.uk. Um, they contact a local outreach service who can then go directly to the person and see if they're OK and kind of um, connect them in with support services. Um, what you need to do is kind of give Streetlink a description of the person um, with their consent and then also kind of where they are bedding down or sitting just to make it easier to find them. And then if people want to help straight away, that's great. Um, you know, offering kind of a hot drink or some food or some warm clothing if it's cold um, could just help find out what's going on with the person and what are the support that they might need. Um, and as well, if people do need help and they have access to a phone, then they can call our emergency hotline um, for free advice. Which And that number is 0808 800 4444. Here now with more news, debate and opinion.